Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 38, Weddings and Cancellations. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hi Jessica. Hi Rosie. Um, so what have we been up to since the last we spoke? What, like ten minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, well, we came over to a house on Good Friday. Good Friday. For the annual viewing of Easter Parade. It was very lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. I love that film so much. Happy Easter. Do do do. And I'm Julie's. <laughs> uh, so we came over. We had a lovely lunch that you had done for us. Thank you very much. We watched a film. The first thing that happens whenever we go to Jessica's house is we all just scatter and inspect all of her rooms just to make sure that she hasn't, you know, royally screwed them up in some way. Yeah, I kind of open the front door and say, hi everyone, come in, come in. And then I sort of just, you know, wander into the living room and everyone's gone there, like in my room, in the bathroom, just in cupboards. I always look in that big cupboard to see whether you've done any recycling. Spoiler, she hasn't. I haven't, I never have. I don't throw it away, but it does eventually get recycled. That room, you know, you could use that as a room. It'd be quite small. Yeah, but I could stay there. Hammock? Yeah. Well, no, I think they kind of freak me out. <laughs> like, I don't like swings. <laughs> um, especially when they creak, or you can see how they work. You'd be rubbish on a pirate ship. Yeah. That's why I'm not on a pirate ship. I couldn't join the Navy. Yes, so that was very lovely. You cooked us a great lunch. And we watched Easter Parade, and that's the finest film. Not ever made. Ever. I sometimes feel that we should go back and redo the top five from episode one. And I would make serious changes to my top five films. Good, because yours included Crank. I was really into it at the time as a kind of joke. And Ironically. Yeah. Well, it is a really fun film, but it's not... It's not a top five. No. 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 Also, I don't think I'd seen Moonrise Kingdom at that point. Oh, of course. And that has just rocketed right in. Right to the top. Mm-hmm. So that's how we spent Good Friday. And we've all been sort of pootling along since then. Jessica, you've been to the Red House. I went to the Red House, um, which is in Bexley, in Kent. Um, it's a National Trust property. And um, it is where William Morris used to live. He and his family live there. So there's there's a lot of wallpaper. You'd expect that. Um Actually, it's not, it's not a huge, not as much wallpaper as you'd expect. There is kind of uh, interesting pink work and stylish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Question. choices. Is it actually red? It's made of red brick. Okay. Well, it's, not, it's not painted red, it's a red brick house. I mean, quite a lot of houses are made of red brick. Yeah, it's quite red. Okay. But it's not painted red. Because if you say the red house, I'm expecting, like, a phone box red... No, it doesn't look like that. Okay. That's probably better. That's sort of more tasteful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very smart. Um, now, please give me a rundown of the shop and tea shop facilities. Limited. Is it? Because it's not like a big country. It's has. not a massive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the shop is kind of at the reception. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't really go in. That's Because you have to walk. The reception is not anywhere near the house. You kind of go through the main gate veer off to the left to go to the reception and then have to walk back down the same path to get to the front door which we've already walked past oh so when I had been round because obviously you go to the shop at the end yeah um I couldn't be bothered to walk back again okay and I did, and it wasn't like a full National Trust shop it would probably have had you know, a couple of postcards and 
a few bits and bobs. There's no opportunity for a cream tea. Um, I know there would have been. Okay. There was there was a, um, a a cafe tea room type thing. But it was waitress service as opposed to queue up at the. That's a bit of thing. Laugh, I thought it was a bit of a commitment because I didn't I didn't quite know what I wanted and wanted to be able to browse. So I just went for a nice little walk in the in the garden. Yeah. Went home. Very good. That's very nice. And I saw the the muriel. Yep. That they'd uncovered. It had been um, bricked in behind, not bricked in, but boarded behind <laughs> some um, some cupboards, some built-in wardrobes. I went out to lunch, went to meet some people at my old work, which is quite near Buckingham Palace. And what I used to do was go past Buckingham Palace on my way to and from, but I used to go at quarter to nine and quarter past five. I'd never gone past at midday before when it is full of tourists. Oh, and yeah. that was an error. And there was nothing happening. They were just pressed against the fences like they thought Marie Antoinette was going to come out. And then there was a mounted policeman and they acted like they'd never seen a horse. But, you know, it was nice to see people, but it's just a big house. Well, yeah. Okay, well, as usual, a lot of Netflix has been happening. A lot. And since we last recorded, I've watched four seasons of The Office, including at one point, um, 22 episodes in one day. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. I watched... That, and then I had to go cold turkey for about a week. At the same time as I was trying to give up cream eggs. Oh, So dear. it was a really bad week. Uh, and I, I finished it a couple of days ago. I, well, I finished season seven, because that's all that's on Netflix. And season eight and nine aren't meant to be that good, so I oh, might fine. avoid. But it was good. Well, that's that's really impressive work, because you mentioned the, in the last episode that you'd started watching it. Mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. what triggered our top five couples discussion. Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks to Jim and Jim Pam. And Pam. I love them so much. And she gets even better as the series goes on because she's a bit kind of she's sweet and they like doing their pranks together. But she's not as funny as him. And then she gets sort of funnier and cooler and more bold as it goes on. Yeah, so that was good. Um, uh, what was the name of the actress that plays her? Uh, Jenna Fisher. She is in the Giant Mechanical Man. That is on Netflix. That is on Netflix with Doctor. What's his name? From? With Eric. With Chris Messina. Chris Messina. From I was going to say Eric because he plays Eric in Pal in uh, Julie and Julia. Yeah, and he's in the Mindy Project. Yes, yes. So I've watched that, and Jessica and I have both been watching some vintage Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I think I mentioned in the previous episode I've started at the beginning mm-hmm. and I'm going to work my way through to the end. Whereas what I did was I watched every episode in season two, brackets, that features Spike. Didn't watch any of the other ones. <laughs> and it was great, and his accent is with the quite terrible at the beginning <laughs> the first slayer I killed she begged for her life she begged for her life it's very weird Miss but Edith good. needs her tea oh my god I find her a, a little grating although it's funny when she tries to get a spike to each cat <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm uh, about halfway through season two yeah so progress is it kind of it, I, I manage it in chunks I need, now need to find a program to fill my void that is the office because i have a lot of films i want to watch but the beauty about the office is even if i sit and watch it for three hours straight it feels a lot less than watching two films or even one huge film yeah because it's small and light and frivolous much like myself (laughs) (laughs) i was very pleased this week to receive in the post from my good friend ruth a betty's fat rascal oh yes uh, in York, and indeed Harrogate, and possibly somewhere else, there is a tea room called Betty's, which is very famous, for good reason, and the one in York is really lovely. The one in Harrogate is possibly even bigger, but the one in York is 
the one I think of because I used to live in York. And my friend Ruth, who also used to live in York, but not when I went to York, went to visit and she brought me a fat rascal and posted it to me and it arrived and it was great and it was raining, which is my favourite. So I tucked him in bed and I ate my fat rascal and I had a cup of tea and I watched the rain and I listened to some corn music. That is a five for five. Nice. Yeah. Oh, they're like, um... Have you been listening to Christmas music? <laughs> it was Christmas choral music, wasn't it, Rosie? No, it wasn't, actually, but there was a Christmas song I keep listening to. It's called Just Like Christmas by the band Low. It's not... Oh, but... No, it's really Christmassy. But... <laughs> it's not like Noddy Holder. A uh, Fat Rascal, since you ask, is a bit like a rock cake. Like a... Like a crumbly, tea, fruity, light, light fruity bun thing. With two cherries and three almonds on the top, which make a little face. In a face that looks like a kind of uh, gormless monster. Yeah, because it's the three almonds are parallel to each other and make a sort of gummy, toothy grin. Now, the reason Jessica is here, not just to record a podcast for you, dear Well, listener, everyone's got to be somewhere. Well, exactly. Is because this week, this weekend, she has come to stay with us so that we could all go to a delightful wedding. It was lovely. It was great. I had a very nice day. They wanted to marry each other, so all good. Yep. It was fantastic. The best bit for me was that it was an excuse to go and get my plastic nails. So we went to a lovely wedding. I wore a lovely frock. Jessica then, of course, made her own frock. I had a very nice time. Um, I had a lovely dinner. Yeah. I a sugared rose petal. Oh, tasty. I didn't get one of those. What was your pudding? Um, a kind of fruit salad with a sort of mango-y compote. Mm-hmm. Um, sorbet. And um, some mixed berries, kind of summer fruit type berries, with um, a peach. I think it was the peach stuff that was in the stripy shot glass. Yeah, see, my... Peach kind of confit. Yes. See, we got ours on the peaches and cream. You got a sugared rose petal. Which obviously you wouldn't have got because that was the integral part, which was the cream. Yes. But that was very lovely. And we got a big meal... I got a glass of champagne with pomegranate in, which makes it a health drink. That's going to be five a day. Yeah. Right there. Exactly. Um, a robin sat really close to us in the garden. Yeah, it was a real... We sort of started taking pictures and it didn't even fly away. It was all like, hey guys, I'm a robin. I'm going to come hang with you. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. We're cool. We're cool. It was just lovely all around. It was a really good day out. Also, the first hymn was the hymn that Eddie Izzard sings in his stand-up show where he sings... Hallelujah! With a very funny facial expression, and it started, and Jessica and I were very good, and did not completely and totally lose it, like we both thought we would. Just trying to sing through to the end of the hymn. So that's what we've been doing, and today we've had a very relaxing post-party day. We watched two episodes of Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesomeness! With our dad. Yep, and then we watched the Brooklyn Nine-Nine with both our parents. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! Which I think is the best programme on television at the moment. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's really good. Especially as our parents are feeling obliged to watch the rest of How I Met Your Mother and every week they just look terribly downhearted and grey-faced at the end of it. It's alright because uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine follows on from it. Yeah, so you end on a high. Yeah. Would you like to tell me what your song is, Jessica? My song is um, It Ain't What You Do but the version that features on uh, the Miss Pettigrew's for a Day soundtrack. Okay. It just, the beginning is amazing. Top fives! Top fives! An unusual approach to top fives this week. We only have one. Jessica has one top five, because I tried to write this and realised that I just didn't have any. So our topic is 
topically, given that it is cancellation and pickup season of US television, which let's face it, is where most of the television we like comes from, we are going to be talking about, well Jess was going to be taking us through TV shows that were cancelled too soon, and I tried yes. to do this, but I... Rosie's like really mainstream, and like... Well also I tend to look at my program, I tend to get into programs way after they were broadcast, yeah. um, and not so much, or I just have really great taste. Oh, I do too. It's just Channel Four have an amazing habit of, of uh, not not so much recently of showing things that were then Reasonable. turned out to have been cancelled. So I'll be halfway yeah. through watching it and you'll appear and say, "Oh, did you know that was cancelled?" Right, You're great. welcome. Also, the two obvious ones, or the few obvious ones, like Freaks and Geeks and My So Called Life, which I'm sure I'd love. Never seen, so I would. Yeah. I'm sure I could write a list, but um, if anything, The Office was not cancelled soon enough. Nine seasons. No one actually needed that. Uh, so. Jess was going to be taking me through her top fives. Okay, so my top five... Oh, uh, she's going to say it. <laughs> I actually had forgotten. No! And I I've brought it on myself! <laughs> I wasn't about to say it. Um, but my top five cancelled too soon TV shows. In no particular order. Good God. Ah. It makes me physically recoil. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and number one, Firefly. I only watched this recently. Like, I'd heard all about it and thought it would probably be something I'd enjoy. It was in my Netflix queue for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I don't... It was never shown on a channel that I had access to, so I just didn't see it for ages. Okay. Um, and I was completely won over, and I love it. Well, of course, this is Joss Whedon's show after Buffy and Angel. Yes. Um, it's If you haven't seen it, it's Cowboys in Space. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's it's great fun. And it's quite... It is... It's semi-violent in places, but nothing too horrendous. I like violence. Yeah, there's a, a somebody gets gets a split lip at least once an episode. Okay. Like it is, it is not a complete episode until someone has been hit in the face. That's you know, part of the course. It's all right because in the first episode they pick up a doctor. So once they have him on board as medic, then you kind of know that he'll be able to sort things out. Yes, because it's in the future, and he's a very good doctor. Okay, so you're never that worried. That was cancelled uh, part way through the first season, so they they were able to finish making the season and broadcast it all. But it was one of those ones that they were um, messed around by the network because they didn't show the Fox, didn't show the pilot, and then they showed the remaining episodes in the wrong order. So by the time they were shooting the last episodes, they were... I, I can't remember how many they needed to... They, they had left to go uh, to film when they were cancelled, but they'd already started airing them, but out of order. But they knew they were getting cancelled they, they knew were filming. That they knew they were getting cancelled. So they sort of wrapped it up. So they were able to, to... Not really, but they were able to then wrap things up with the film of Serenity, which was made three years later. Okay. Um, but they kind of... It, it got to a neat ending. So this is what I don't understand, is that Fox really messed Josh Sweden around with Firefly, and then he worked with them again on Dollhouse, and they kind of messed him around... Again, a bit. That one got to two seasons. Um, and yet he continues to work with them. And he continues to work with them. Your next choice. My next choice is Dark Angel. Ugh. Starring Jessica Alba yes. and Michael Weatherly. Yes. Set in a uh, not-too-distant future in Seattle. Post-apocalyptic. There's been yes. some sort of... It's always just described as the pulse. It was some sort of electrical... Terrorist event. Terrorist event. That knocked out... That took out uh, technology and 
and things like that. They do still have electricity and, and tech and, you know, the web is online stuff, but it's very basic and it's all sort of stuck together with gaffer tape and people have done it themselves. And the the government's pretty shady. But the, the crucial point is that Max, played by Jessica Alba, is a genetically engineered soldier who is, is mostly human, but a little bit cat. So there were lots of, lots of these uh, soldiers bred and they're all blended with animals so that they could take on their unique... Yeah, but she's only really only a teeny tiny bit cat. She's a tiny tiny bit cat, so she has... She she always lands on her feet if she falls off stuff, that sort of thing. Yeah. But she looks like a human, so there's no kind of... She doesn't constantly go around licking herself. Yeah, she doesn't have, like, ears or anything. Uh, The earlier series, though, they hadn't... Series of mutants, not um, the show. Um, They hadn't quite worked out the kinks, so people did look... Um, abnormal. Hence the best character. Hence the best character in the entire entire show. Uh, a guy called Joshua, who they found in the basement of the uh, facility where they'd escaped from as children. And that's the other crucial thing. Max and some of her brothers, brothers and sisters had escaped from the facility when they were about 12. Yeah. So they're on the lam, um, even though it's, it's set about eight years after they'd escaped. Um, and Joshua was the first um, creation. creation. Um, and he's part dog, but he's he's more human than some of the slightly later ones. Um, yeah, because they're also those are weird, horrible. But the of the anomalies that live in the basement who yeah. went wrong. And he's I can't remember the name of the actor that plays him, but he's six foot seven. And um, one of one of Canada's I think he's actually it's Canada's second funniest man. Yeah, it's described <laughs> on the internet that um, yeah this was the only sort of choice I had. Uh, my other thought was Arrested Development, but that of course has been picked up again. Picked up again mm, and not not uh, so good. Yeah, I but, think it would have been better if they left it. To be honest. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dark Angel is really good. And it ends. The, the where it ends is sort of a cliffhanger in that they're on the. You can tell the third series would have been a big change because they're on the brink of kind of a new starting. Yeah, a new start with themselves. They've kind of band, you know, collected themselves together and yeah. banded together into a team. But the plot for that season has all wrapped up, so yes. it's, it doesn't. It, it's annoying, and like it could have gone a lot further, but it's not like oh my god, what was actually going to happen? You kind of know yeah. what was going to happen. Um, and that was really good. And Michael Weatherly, of course, now plays a very, very different part. Yeah. He is Tony at NCIS. Yes. So which has been going for about a thousand years. They are... Season I think 10. We're currently watching season 10. They've just finished shooting season 11 in the US, I think. Crazy. Um, so in a good way, in in some ways it's good that they finished because it meant that he could then become Anthony Tenezzo. Yeah, and also Jessica Alba has not really done badly for herself. She's done fine. She's she's coped all right. I've seen her in a few bits and bobs. I mean, yeah, she's she's probably. I don't really hear from her anymore. No. Well, what was she? She, probably... she was like in Drive Me Crazy or whatever it was. <laughs> she hasn't ever been kissed. That's she's in it. loads of stuff. Yeah, no, it? I know. I was just... Um. So yeah, I enjoyed Dark Angel. So they made it to the end of two seasons and then were axed. They could have done with a follow up film, not not necessarily a full series, but a follow up film. Yeah. In the style mm-hmm. of Serenity. Um. Number three is The Class, which is a sitcom, the premise of which was a guy gets back together the uh, his fourth grade class, I think, um, to celebrate his girlfriend's birthday because it's where they met, because I think he one of them had just joined the school or something. So they, they met in like the third or fourth grade. Um, so to celebrate her birthday, uh, he, he gathers them all together again. And they haven't seen each other, most of them, since they were about nine and went to middle school. Yes. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of an interesting combination of people who knew each other as young children, have gone very very separate ways, and have been brought back together mm-hmm. um, 
sort of deliberately by this man. Unfortunately, what he thinks is of as a great romantic gesture, and wouldn't it be for nice and fun, the girlfriend has had enough of him being sort of doing these great romantic gestures and being overbearing and he's he he's just tries too hard. Yeah. And she's over it. So she dumps him at the surprise party. It's a surprise party, by the way, so she dumps All him. Alright, he goes full boil. He goes full boil. Um and she ditches him. Um but then now that they've well, now that they've all got back together, a group of them become friends again. So it's it's one of these kind of segmented shows. So they're not all one massive group like friends or happy endings or yep. something like that. Um but they all they all are linked in some way. So there's a pair of twins and then they have you know, they'll be they'll one of them starts going out with this guy and he's friends with that guy mm-hmm. and then they also see the guy who started the, you know, had the party and then he you know, still has friends with this guy and he always hangs out with this girl and, you know, it's kind of, it's all linked together and every so often they get back together. Yes. And they'll have to sort of reintroduce themselves to some of them and you kind of forget what the link is. Um, But that was very funny and that only lasted one season. But it allowed Jesse Tyler Ferguson to go off and be in Modern Family. Yeah. And he was, he was very good in that he was the best thing in the class. And, uh, I still say things that he's, the, the, the phrase, oh, this is a nightmare, said in that voice is from that. And it has Janice Ian from Mean Girls in. Yes, it does. And she's in Masters of Sex, which is great. And um, Jason Ritter um, is the is the main character, son of John Ritter. And he was in Joan of Arcadia. Of course he's Hold definitely. on to that thought. Okay, cool. Uh, number four is Pushing Daisies, which we've covered a lot previously on the podcast. Yes. Um, they made it to the end of the second series. Actually, we talked about this last week because uh, Chuck and Ned were on our yep. top five couples list. Um and they just about managed to wrap everything up, except for, as we mentioned last week, kind of the outstanding issue, which was the fact that if Ned ever touched Chuck, she would die. Oops. Everything else they pretty much got round or summed up. But there is talk, though, I'm going to do maybe a comic book or bring it to the stage. Yeah, so. I think it would do really well as a comic book. I think It, it looked be, like one already. Yeah, because it's that kind of Amelie Jewel Tones stylized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Brian Fuller, so it's it's like visually interesting. Yes. Um, and number five was Sports Night, which I think I've mentioned before. I think it was in my top five sitcoms, which is about a sports show on a on a sports network. It's like the evening roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Felicity Huffman, William H. Macy turned up later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Josh Charles, who was in a number of things, including Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. Peter Krause uh, from Six Feet Under. And they played the, the anchors. And um, Felicity Huffman was their, was their producer. It has... Who's the guy who turns up in all of the Aaron Sorkin Josh shows? Molina. Josh Molina. Yes, this is the important thing that I have been resisting saying so far, which is that it's the programme that Aaron Sorkin did before he'd write The West Wing, West and while he could still write women. Ooh, zing! Burn. And that made it to two seasons as yeah. well. Um, and that's really enjoyable. It's it's very fun. It's fast-paced, and it's clever, and it's funny, and it's endearing. And I really liked it. Alas, it is no more. It has the same composer of the theme tune... As the West Wing does, that composer is W.G. Snuffy Walden. Snuffy! That is amazing. Okay, honourable mentions. Number one, Dead Like Me. That only made it to two seasons as well. And I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, it's about a girl called George who gets hit by a piece of blue ice from the Mir Space Station and is killed and has to become a Grim Reaper. Uh, that's another Brian Fuller show, so visually it's it's interesting. And uh, it's quite dark, but in a jolly kind of way. Uh, and it's humorous, but without being morbid, whilst always discussing death. 
Uh, so I enjoy that and I, I think that could have gone on a little bit longer. Um, I've put Mismatch, which was just a silly um, show about a divorce lawyer who becomes a matchmaker, starring Alicia Silverstone. And it's um, it was fun, and I liked it, and I could happily have watched more. It was in the same vein as Drop Dead Diva, that sort of style. Did you ever see any of it? Mismatch, yeah, I, I did, but I don't like Drop Dead Diva very much, that's why I've talked the face. Yeah. I tried watching... Well, I mean, it didn't help that I watched ten episodes in a row in one day because I was trying to watch it before it went off Netflix. And <laughs> decided but, that, was a, that was a fool's errand. Yeah, but I just... I don't know. I found it a bit... Uh, like I was trying to watch Samantha Who the other day. It's just not quite... I find bits of it are too unrealistic. Um, and, I mean, I know it's a silly programme. Yeah. But I found that with uh, Samantha Who. I found it kind of unrealistic and then soppy and then the humour was kind of like... Oh no, I've done this stupid, awkward situation where if somebody said, oh, let me just clarify with one sentence, this whole thing wouldn't happen. Yes. And I can't bear comedy like that. It does. You have to have a willing suspension of disbelief. The yeah, that anyone would behave that like that. that. This doesn't apply to mismatch, but to, for Samantha Who and Drop Dead Diva, to some extent, it could be cleared up with, with just someone explaining very, very simply. I always feel the same about Monk. There were all, sort of weird situations he get into, or he'd offend people... Things would happen, and all all it would take would be somebody, preferably Sharona or Natalie, as his assistant or his nurse, would just say, oh, "I'm sorry, he has obsessive compulsive disorder. It's not you." Yeah. Or sorry, he can't shake hands, or sorry, he can't he can't hold that, or he can't stand over there, or would you mind shutting that window or something? All you have to do, or, or he won't drink that. All you have to do is say, "I'm sorry, he's not very well." And yeah, like, instead. You have these videos. Is it, I mean, and I know it's television, but there's a point where you just think... It's, well, yeah, it's, it's uh, contrived uh, humour as opposed to... Carefully written. Okay, yes. Derived humour. But I enjoyed Mismatch. It was light-hearted and, and sort of silly, but not in a it, not in that sort of way. Yes. Um, and the theme tune was sung by Macy Gray. I tried to... Which, is, yeah, there's just something of uh, gravity sunshine in her voice. Yeah. I don't know how I like what she turns up in one of the Spider-Man films. Oh, yeah. Um, I have Jane of Arcadia. Yes. Now, this is an interesting point. It did finish too early in that it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, I didn't know that. Because essentially, and it's kind of one of those ones that you could you know, read into it, basically Satan turned up and they realised they were going to have to deal with this. And that was the last episode. But it took a turn in the second series that I, I just I didn't enjoy it as much. Oh, okay. It was a victim of executive meddling. And I, I read somewhere, somebody summed it up really well, which was that in the first season, God talks to Joan to get her to help others, you know, fix things or do things that will better the world. In the second season, God is basically Joan's life coach. Oh, uh, okay. So it's it's more about Joan's life, whereas before it was more general. Not that she never got anything positive from it or things that would eventually benefit her, but in the second season, it was it was a lot more focused on Joan. And just sort of the relationships between some of the characters went a bit iffy or people did things that were widely out of character for, and like the the one that stands out the most is that Adam who had been following Joan around like a sort of puppy from the first episode and they end up they end up going out and then from absolutely out of the blue in one episode he cheats on her it's like oh that's doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense for the show or the character but uh, fine so you I don't kind of they, by the last episode, they sort of agreed to be friends, so at least they are kind of but not enemy, you know. But it's like, well, you've just killed that show for me. Thanks. You've not been able to wrap it up because you've been cancelled, but at the same time, I was sort of over it. 
Yeah. But I did, like, the first season I loved. And she also had another friend who turned up, uh, Judith, who I could talk about this for ages. You already have. I already have, and this is only an honourable mention, who was kind of viewed by some as their sort of scrappy character. But that's all right, because she died. Wow. And last of all, I have happy endings. Um, a part of me feels like maybe it was, it was cancelled at the right time, because it wasn't. It means it won't fall victim to sitcoms that have gone on for too long. Like most sitcoms. And it did. it did wrap up. Well, that's good. So they got three seasons out of it. So there's there's enough to enjoy, but it didn't it didn't drive. Did they only do three? They only did three. Oh, I assume they've been doing a, they've done a little bit more. No, they only made it to three. Well, that's okay. I mean, and this they, is the I, problem with US television is that they do these enormously long show runs that yeah. can't you can't possibly sustain. Even if it's still good, it, it can't possibly be the same show after a while. No. Whereas I think in England we are a bit better at yeah, knowing get, when to you call. get six episodes or something, then you get another six episodes, and then you might get. Ed- you know, up to eighteen. Yeah, well, I and mean, then it's done because the writers have decided they want to do something else, or they do, or they know that they don't want to risk it getting bad. Yeah, so there's my finish too early. You. Do you have any any questions or comments? Uh, any rebuttals? No, I don't think so. Maybe we should watch my so-called life of freaks and geeks. We should do. Put them on Netflix. Campaign starts here. Campaign, campaign. Watch your snack. Marmalade on toast. I agree. I had some today. Or rather, toast and marmalade. That sounds better, doesn't it? Not toast on marmalade. Not beans, are they? Um, I, I had some apple jelly marmalade this morning. Yes, please. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your song? My song is "Jumpin' Jack Flash." Of course, by the Rolling Stones, because I've recently watched the film starring Whoopi Goldberg called "Jumpin' Jack Flash," which was really good fun. Needle and thread. Needle and thread. Well, we're both kind of working on the same projects we were last time. Yeah, they're kind much. of on ongoing. My um, Yosemite yeah. Falls cardigan, uh, after what well, about five starts, <laughs> has is coming along great shakes. I am nearly at um, sort of the next bit of the pattern. I've learnt to follow a lace chart. I've learnt to, it looks. I'm really pleased with it, um, and it's looking so much better than it did on its first attempt. I bought some really lovely stitch markers from Crafty Cat Knitty Bits on Etsy, um, so I have some pretty star ones and some extra special ones which all look like bits of cake and they're really um thin what they're on really thin wire so they don't leave big gaps in your knitting because i was previously using plastic removable ones which are fine if you're using big needles but i'm knitting on 2.75 millimeter needles so where the stitch markers went in no matter how you know tightly i pulled it you'd end up with a sort of a very loose gauge around them so i've done that and that's coming along i'm very pleased with it how is yours going? It's going really well, actually. Um, I am onto the hood, so I've knitted the back, the two front sections. I'm oh, sorry, I'm doing the ribbit cardigan, um, mm-hmm. still by Rachel Aaron. So I've done the back, the two front sections, and the two sleeves. And then you have to sew the sleeves onto the the back and the front. You don't sew up the, the sides yet, yeah. but you have so you have a sort of uh, four-legged dog coat type situation. <laughs> um, Dogs always have four legs, so that sounds really weird. You have it looks like a cardigan for an octopus. Okay. Um, and then you you pick up the stitches around the top and um, and knit the hood onto it as one, and then you go back later and sew up the sides. So I'm onto knitting the hood, but I'm I'm only a few rows into that, so I I don't know how it's uh, how it's going to progress from there. But it's it's a pretty easy pattern to follow. Yeah, it's looking really good. I could have done with a few more just just very clear sort of idiot proof instructions. Because obviously it, it's designed so that you can adapt the pattern for different sizes. It always has how many stitches and how many rows of everything you should do in, in brackets. So I went, I went through and circled 
the the ones that apply to me so it's very easy for me to follow but i, I would like a silver line saying you should have this many rows by yeah this i need the things like that as well um because there there are a few bits where you have to do a decrease and then it you know do you know make one decrease uh repeat every eight rows one time is that including the first one or do i just knit eight rows after this do i knit eight rows do the decrease knit another eight rows and then do the, you know that kind of thing yeah but i, I worked it out and then you, it, it does tell you how long your work should be so you, you can you can gauge it as it were <laughs> nothing from you yeah no it was good thank you um so that's good so i'm back and the hood has the um has a color work pattern to it so i'm back to doing that okay which i quite enjoy yeah so that's you know coming along excellent uh, also, to, uh, to fill in the, the uh, fed section, I've had some amazing dinners this week. Mm-hmm. All of which I sent you pictures of. Did yeah. you enjoy them? Very much so. Good. I love avocado. Like, I just, I love it so much. Good. I'm glad. What, what have, have we seen, seen this week? week? What have, have we seen, seen this week? Hey. Well, I have uh, found two things on the interwebs. Number one, somebody has mocked up um, stills for uh, an imaginary... Buffy the Vampire Slayer point-and-click LucasArts-style game. I'm so disappointed this wasn't real. But it's really good, and it has all these things, you know, pick-up object throw things. Um, so that's really cute, which we'll put a link to that on the Twitter and on the show notes. There's a website, which I think is called Born on TV, which identifies what characters on television are wearing, and when they find an exact match, you can link to buy the item. And mainly, we've been using this to look at what Jeff's on you girls Solely, I have been using this to look at what Jeff's on you girls but it also does um, a lot of other characters and people like Mindy Lahiri on the Mindy Project, who has very cool patterned clothing. So you can look at that. And on radio for our listeners in the UK, well, indeed internationally, but uh, in the UK, the radio program This American Life from WBZE, ECB, from Chicago, <laughs> is um, having a short run on BBC Radio 4 Extra on Sunday nights and you can pick it up on the iPlayer radio um, This American Life is a long running as in has been going since 1995 has 500 episodes uh, radio long show running. it's no Blue Peter what the hell is that noise it's a radio programme and they are just playing nine episodes out on BBC Radio but it's the first time it's been on BBC Radio so it's very very good I've been listening to the podcast and you can buy an app from them where you can listen to their entire back catalogue and download a couple of episodes oh, at a time cool. and it's really really good so there's what I've seen brilliant I've, yeah. seen, I've seen nothing I'm oh just... I did see a picture of a, of a pug dog standing up in a bucket having a shower under a garden hose <laughs> which really made me laugh yeah, actually tell you what really made me laugh this week Ron Swanson trying to eat a hamburger oh yeah they've started uh, showing Parks and Recreation from the beginning having finished the third season on BBC4 so we watched the first season, which isn't so good, but the second season has started, and the two they open with have not only uh, Ron Swanson getting a hernia and having to sit in the same position for 12 hours, but it has the first episode with Louis C.K. as a cop, and Leslie having her little freak out where she goes, no, no, at him, which I love. It was very fun. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. Okay, bye.
find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon. <laughs>